Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Hadley Heath Manning, Senior Policy Analyst at the Independent Women's Forum and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Today I'm here with Jillian Melcher, IWF Senior Fellow and Political Editor at Heat Street. Today, Jillian and I are going to be discussing the pressure on universities and colleges to divest from fossil fuels. Thanks for joining me today, Jillian. Oh, thank you for having me. So I know you've written about this topic recently, and I was wondering if first off, if you could give our listeners some background on what it means for colleges and universities to divest from fossil fuels and why there's so much pressure on them to do so. Yeah, well, I think the pressure began really in about 2013. Um, 350.org, an environmental group, had their co-founder, Bill McKibben, issue a call for universities to divest from fossil fuels in Rolling Stone. That was pretty much the first big call for it. Um, And it's been pretty effective. There have been a lot of smaller colleges and universities that have either fully or partially pulled their fossil fuel investments. And then in May, we saw the University of Massachusetts become the top public university to wholly divest. Um, In addition to that, I think the count that 350.org has is 31 other colleges and universities. There have been a lot of protests, uh, a lot of pushes by student organizations for colleges to divest. Um, I think in about the last year, you've seen Harvard, Purdue, Tufts, University of Michigan, Cornell, Yale, Stanford, a bunch of other universities under pressure to do this. Um, So it's definitely a growing trend in higher education. And not to oversimplify this or dumb this down too much, but just so our our listeners were sure they understand. I don't think in college, I don't think I understood that my university had an endowment or that there were people even in charge of, you know, making these investment decisions. But essentially what it means to divest is just means to remove any university monies or investments from any funds that are associated with companies that produce fossil fuels. Is that right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So colleges have endowments. That's basically the money that they have um, to, to cover the college costs ongoing. Um, and so rather than just have that money sit stagnant, stagnant, a lot of colleges and universities will invest it. Now, the golden rule of investment is that you want a diversified portfolio. You want to invest in a ton of different things so that if one part of the market isn't doing well, then you have another part of the market offsetting it. So energy is a huge part of what these uh, university endowments have traditionally used to offset that investment. It's been a big part of their investment portfolio for years. And what, you know, Bill McKibben, what green organizations are pushing for on campuses is for them to drop that section of their investment entirely from their portfolio to pull out, um, to not invest money in that anymore. And I think that's something that will have a really negative impact in the long term on, on their endowment. And so usually the people who would make this kind of decision are like the board of trustees for a university? Yeah. Is that who the, yeah, who the pressure is directed toward? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Okay, so and, I mean, we've seen we've seen students camping out, uh, really putting a lot of pressure on them. So I think it's a tough thing for them to to navigate because here, on one hand, um, they've got to do what's best financially for the school. Then again, it's really tough to do that when you have a lot of college students outside your door pushing you to divest, pushing you to make a decision that's not necessarily in the college or university's best interest. So those are kind of the dueling pressures these board of trustee members are, are feeling these days. 
So I imagine even some of the people who are trustees themselves probably have a big heart for the environment and they would like to see, you know, some uh, effort to reduce our carbon footprint or something like that. But I'm wondering what kind of difference ultimately this makes if, you know, colleges and universities did make that decision to sort of listen to the social pressure from their students or from whomever, uh, from green activists, what kind of difference would we see in terms of, uh, you know, the environment ultimately if institutions of higher learning pulled all their investments? Well, I think that's one thing that's really important that hasn't been talked about that much. Um, so even if you look at what environmental activists are saying, the goal isn't to reduce the carbon footprint. It's not to better the environment. It's to shift public opinion. In fact, McKibben himself said that the goal is, quote, revoking the social license of traditional energy companies. Naomi Klein, another big left activist, said that the divestment movement is the first stage of the delegitimization process. So this is a political goal, not an environmental goal. And I think you really see that uh, University of Mary Washington, which voted to divest in April, um, they had three years of protests on campus, by the way. It culminated in a sit-in outside the president's office. Um, and they did a really comprehensive cost-benefit study before doing this. And I think it's, it's a pretty damning read. Um, I'm going to read you a portion from it because I think it's so staggering. They basically said, quote, can divesting a single endowment from fossil fuel companies make a difference in terms of our collective ability to respond to climate change? The short answer is no. We acknowledge that such a decision might be largely symbolic. Um, so really, this, this is not about bettering the environment. It's about shifting that political goal um, changing public opinion against fossil fuels and delegitimizing them. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I think I understand, like a lot of people, that institutions of higher learning have a role to play in the exchange of ideas and our public discourse, and it's certainly within their rights to make decisions about their endowments. But if anybody, you know, has ever participated uh, in, a, in a capacity as a board member or as a trustee, then you understand that you have a fiduciary responsibility. And you mentioned this earlier to... Um, you know, whoever's involved with the institution. So in the case of universities and colleges, you've got donors, you've got students and their parents and families who are paying tuition. You've got taxpayers who are contributing, especially when it comes to public universities. So uh, I, I guess if this decision came without a cost, then it would really be, uh, you know, not that important of a conversation um, in terms of where colleges and universities want to be symbolically in this debate. But what about the financial consequences of divestment? Is this something uh, ultimately that you know, would infect, uh, would affect a, an endowment at a college or university in a negative way if they did choose to divest? Yeah, I mean, it's got a pretty significant negative impact. So there have been several studies. Um, admittedly, some of them are funded by the energy sector, but these are studies done by pretty serious economists. And they found, um, in fact, one report published in May said that endowments would lose between $1.4 billion, that's billion with a B, and $7.4 billion over a 20-year period by divesting. That's a huge bite out of their endowment. Um, another report, which is by a former hedge fund manager, looked at Harvard and found it was going to lose about $108 million every single year if it divested. So that's a pretty significant financial impact. Now, environmentalists try to make the argument that this makes financial sense. 
Um, but you, you tend to see them use a circular argument. So they say that divestment is going to make sense because it's going to result in more environmental regulation, um, that as that environmental regulation hits the energy industry, that it's going to become less profit-making and, and yield smaller returns on the investment. Um, but that's such circular logic because it's, it's counting on the divestment itself to prompt environmental regulation and the environmental regulation to make divestment make sense. So that's, that's not a good way to argue it. I think the other thing that they tend to say is look at where the industry is right now. Um, they like to point out how the oil and gas sector, the coal sector, is going through a bit of a glut. But these reports are ignoring the fact that energy holdings have traditionally played a pretty significant role in diversifying investment portfolios. They're ignoring the good years while only pointing out the bad. And that's not really a sound way to look at investment. Yeah, ultimately, I imagine there are better financial advisors, people who pay closer attention to the performance of these different sectors over time rather than activists who, who have an agenda when it comes to advising uh, colleges and universities about their financial uh, outlook. But I understand, you know, like a lot of people, when you change one piece of a formula, you ultimately have uh, other pieces of the formula that have to change as well. So if a college suffered financially because they made this decision to divest from fossil fuels, you know, what happens then? How how do colleges and universities, how are they going to make up for that kind of loss? Have they been very forthcoming about how they intend to make up for this? Uh, you know, you mentioned some numbers in the billions that they might lose yeah. if they divested. Yeah, and I think this is something that college activists need to pay a lot of attention to because the millennial generation in particular, we definitely care about environmental issues much more than other generations. But beyond that, our top issues are, first of all, the economy, second, college affordability. And this is something that pretty much inevitably is going to end up driving up tuition. Colleges have to make up the difference somewhere. And so this is going to result in higher college costs, ultimately. And that's something that I think a lot of young people who are pushing for a divestment don't realize, that this is going to hike their tuition every year. It's going to make college less affordable in the long term. And, and one really compelling point that I, I read in your recent piece about this, Jillian, is that uh, there are students for whom, you know, maybe they hear you say this and they say, well, higher tuition, that's just the cost of being responsible citizens. That's just the cost of taking a, a social stance on an important issue like the environment. But then there are other students for whom a tuition hike means, you know, a, a much more substantial decision about maybe where to go to school or how many loans to take out and maybe lower income families and students are affected more. Can you uh, elaborate on that point a little bit? Because I think sometimes we come from a place of privilege when we say, you know, I don't mind seeing my tuition go up a little bit, but there are others for whom it could be a really big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think this is part of the reason why conservatives as a whole need to pay attention to energy policy, because it's really a, a regressive um, tax when we have energy prices go up, it hits low-income Americans the hardest, it hits minorities the hardest. Um, because these are traditionally populations that spend a significantly bigger portion of their take-home pay on energy. So if you look at the clean power plan, that's one of the big policies that the Obama administration, um, the Green Lobby, has been pushing for. That one policy alone is going to result in double-digit rate hikes for families. Um, that's a burden that the poor aren't going to be able to handle. It's going to make them have less money available for college. 
And then if you have that at the same time that college tuition is going up, I think that's that's really going to exacerbate income inequality, particularly when it comes to education. Man, that is, yeah, I think that's really helpful helpful points for people to consider before they get too involved with uh, activism on either side of this issue. It's a really informative article that Jillian's written about this, um, and I appreciate you joining us for today's podcast and explaining a little bit more about divestment from fossil fuels and the pressure that institutions of higher learning are feeling. So thank you, Jillian, for joining us and being our guest today. Uh, this has been another edition of IWF's Working for Women podcast. To our listeners, if you're interested, you can find out more about this topic and many others at our website, which is iwf.org. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by iwf.org for similar content.